Are we hot? Hot and sexy. Are we hot, Rory? We're good? We're live. So, today's going to be a super exciting episode, as always. We had uh, the one and only Heath Evans on the other day. And how do we follow that up? How do we make that even better? We got the Titan himself. Holy shnikes, Batman. Mike O'Hearn. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? This is awesome. I, you know... Mike and I have gone back and forth forever getting him on and getting him on the podcast to kind of sound off on a few things. But I'm really excited. Mike's been one of those guys that I've watched from afar for a while. You know, obviously the fitness is a huge component, but he does so much with the veterans traveling. He just came back from a huge trip overseas. He was with Jay hanging out. How awesome is that and how great is it? We were talking about in the car to go and take trips like that and get to see the, the soldiers overseas. Oh, it's number one. Going overseas, first of all, just just traveling the world and, and, and meeting the Titans out there is one thing. But when you get to uh, enhance it a little bit by stopping by any of the uh, armed forces bases and, and get in there and uh, help them out and give any information you can to help those guys with training and eating uh, while they're overseas taking care of us, nothing beats that. Yeah, you you genuinely enjoy it, and and it's not a chore for you. You know, I I had to wrestle Mike away from chatting with some folks up here in, in in Vegas, and that was a lot of fun. What what does it mean to you to get to spend some time with those guys overseas? And I saw you and Jay how gracious you guys are getting the opportunity to kind of chat it up. What what are some of the questions they ask over? I mean, obviously, how how the hell do they make a meal out of some of the you know what they got to you know is what do they ask, and how do you kind of steer them in the right direction with with the base training and all that? You know, it's it's interesting because I think it's only the Marines that don't have the right nutrients out there. Um, the one thing that I notice is uh, um, some of the bases, and we were in uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai, so th- those bases had the food. Um, and we just teach them how to, like, you know, get a couple meals when you're there and, mm. and, pa- and pack something up for later. But I'll tell you a story. When I went over to uh, Iraq, and it was at the end um, – it was like 2011, 2012. So we're in, it was pretty safe mm. at that point. And we got to go over there. And uh, uh, I, they, uh, I took, it was me, one other uh, male gladiator, and two uh, female gladiators. And we got to go over there and just kick ass and play uh, gladiator games against the military. Oh, that's uh, fun. That's so badass. Fun. Yeah, it was cool until we got like, uh, they go, hey, so uh, we think it's safe for you guys to jump on some Blackhawks and uh, we'll take you over to some Marine bases. Because they never go, I, I never even thought about this, but they never take you to Marine bases because um, it's too close to what's going on. Right, it's forward. And uh, uh, they go, no, no, it's safe. We're good. We're going to take you over there. And we took, uh, we got to go over there and hit some bases. And some bases had only like 140 guys uh, down to 50 guys on each base. Um, now, that was heightened even more because those are the guys that are actually, you get to really see how they're living and not eating anything mm. tasty. You know, everything's that packaged food. Yeah, you know, the, the restrooms, they make the restrooms out of the bags and yeah. stuff. It's like you're, you're really in it, and you're like, dude, you give up so much for... Uh, to protect us and everything and i don't care what your politics are but you gotta support oh my god military the sacrifice is ridiculous i mean imagine i i couldn't imagine eating an mre every day um now you're all over you know the world giving people advice and this is something you know for a lot of people that tune into the podcast and i want to thank everyone here in the kvar studio and i want to thank everybody on the on the john bartolo show tuning in you're always advising folks. What advice do you give 
to the Leos and the Cruisers all day. You know, I know I've suggested in the past the Icon Meals or the package stuff to make life a little bit easier. What are some suggestions you would give to the guys that are serving over here, you know, as law enforcement? How do they prepare their meals for the day? How do you, what suggestions would you give them? I think I would go with what you were saying. First of all, just so they know, everybody that does um, military and all um, first responders get a huge discount at Icon. Um, so just FYI on that one. And then I'll tell you how to even save um, more money for you guys. I love you, Icon, but I want these guys to save money. Mm. Um, <clears throat> order uh, the meats by a pound. Um, instead of getting your tailored meal, I'd order the meats by the pound, and that way you can just weigh it out when you get the food, um, prep it for... And that's with Icon, right? That's with Icon. Um, by far that I've found is the best. Um, but do it that way, and you get a discount. For you first responders and military, uh, do it that way and prep the food. And that's for anybody that's... You work in Joe's, you know? you you, you got to be prepping the food and got to take it with you. Mm. It's it's not easy in the cruiser all day, Mike. It's not easy doing that stuff. Come on. You know? Um, those guys. You know, and, and it's funny. You know, a lot of them have families, and, and I like to say, and I say this all the time with all due respect, one person's excuse is another person's motivation. So you've got to get super motivated and pumped to prep out the meals, to get organized, to have your day follow a schedule. Because what I find is I go off the rails because I'm a disaster. You know, like Jay said, you know, he said there's no hope for me because i got to have my cereal. i got to have my donuts. I'm a mess. There's no fixing me, right? I'm gone. Uh, I'm, I'm or you've got actually a good metabolism because you're in good shape. Um, I'm in okay and- shape. Okay, for our world, you're in okay shape, but for for the average Joe, you're in great shape. I appreciate that. So you're like from you like you. the Heath Evans. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I might be worse than Heath if that's <laughs> saying anything. Now I think he, he called you sexy, John. Seriously, Rory. Um, now you you have a you have a thousand accolades. We could sit here all day and talk about the covers and let's talk not. about everything. Let's not. But but let's be honest. You know what what to you is the shining moment? You know, is it is it you know? Do you look back and do you say? Because I have to talk about it. Your legacy and the story career you have in fitness, and, and everybody wants to get five minutes with you just to pick your brain. What is it? And don't be humble for a second. Don't be humble. What is it? Uh, I would have to say it was just the unrelentless commitment um, to consistency and being um, the one guy that I didn't want to do anything to jeopardize uh, all the work I did and not be able to keep it. Uh, so it was that just day in and day out, getting up and putting in the work. Uh, is the, it didn't matter the, winning the universe or powerlifting meets or um, judo or anything like that. Uh, it really is just the, that willingness never to give up. Uh, the whole idea that you can't beat the guy that never gives up. And I first got on stage in 1983. And I know that people go like... Um, like some guys are out there that are still uh, my range or age, um, but I was on stage in '83, and there was nobody that's still out there uh, on stage in the '80s. Does Does Tom Brady ever cross your mind in terms of like his longevity and his sport and what he's done and what you're doing? Do you ever draw a parallel to that? Because I do. I look at it and I'm like, this. I look at you honestly when I'm from afar. I look at you and I'm like, this motherfucker. If he's doing it at, at this age, at this stage of the game. 
And I look at Tom and, and, you know, how long he's done it being a Pats fan. And, and Heath and I were talking about this a little bit yesterday. Does it ever cross your mind, the longevity? I mean, I, it's amazing. I, th- I think that's what's going to tell the story. Go, yeah, on me, on the, that aspect, it was uh, I was with Lee Haney last weekend. Mm. And I was trying to think, and um, Lee's one of the great ones. But Lee's, you know, um, not just a bodybuilder, but just a... Uh, a person mm-hmm. uh, he's a bright guy he understands it and stuff and i'm sitting there thinking and i'm like he was on stage with me uh he was on stage four years before me it's crazy um but at this stage i'm still crushing the 20 year olds and i'm still lifting um and i've lifted all all my career heavy and i still got the physique that i'm on stage next weekend guest posing and i was on in abu dhabi guest posing so i'm like I, I love that aspect that it's it's the longevity of it. That's um, where that's where I think it's going for you. Like you know, you, you you know, I know you do the Titan and 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 all that, and and then there's the four times, you know. But I I look at you and I say the legacy is going to be how long, you know. And, and you have to. I know it's hard to reflect on that. Like you know, when people start asking Brady about, you know, look, reflecting on the career, but it's the body of work now that it's it, it's really taken the you know everybody and they're just like. I think I like it um, because it's not. Uh, how would you say this in a humble way? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's I just mean... it, it, there's legends in the industry, and the, and there's legends because they were in the '80s and they were in the magazines. Um, and I'm one of those guys that was in the magazines. And think of this: 1987. What year mm. were you born? '81. Okay, so I've been in the magazines since '87, um, which means that you're kind of mostly at that time. You're at the pinnacle of your career you're you're on the covers they got cover stories and i'm still on it today not because i'm a legend but because of my body and face yeah you so in the so game. it's still in the game and still doing it and so that's the one thing i guess I'm, I'm i'm most proud of is that my goal was um all that work i put in i get to keep it for a lifetime but I'm still doing. You know, I, I hope, I, I guess what I'm getting at is I've said this to people before, you know, that are, that are 40, 45, and I know Tom does it. You know, look at Mike. If he can do it, can anybody do it? They can, but I think what the biggest problem is, and I hear this all the time, um, you got to look at it in a whole career. Uh, Tom Brady has taken care of himself since the start. He was taking care of himself. He was taking care of himself in the offseason. And I think most people look at me and go, all right, so what did you do the last couple of years? And it's like uh, you don't want to break their feelings or heart and stuff and go, listen, it, mm. the reason I'm still here today is because of the basic stuff I did as a teenager and in my 20s. The foundation. Yeah, that foundation work that set me up to win. And then I never went away from the foundation work. And I never tried to get clever. And I never tried to get you know, bouncing around the gym or trying this, that, and the other thing. I stayed consistent to where my body functions off of carbohydrates. I feed the body protein for the muscle, and I take in a little bit of healthy fat. But that's about it. I'm not this, what's the new fad? What's this thing? I'll do that kind of stuff to test it, to see what the, what science is doing. And I, and I believe in you should always try to test everything in the sense of training and nutrition. Um, but I always go back to the foundation work, and I also believe that it's the plan because I think you know this, uh, we're around alphas and we're around the most elite people in the world. Um, and sometimes there's no switch. Uh, sometimes it's 100% all the time and they're smashing their heads against the wall. Mm. And I think I learned early on 
it's 100% on the plan that you're on at that time. And it can't be at 100% all the time because you just mentally and physically uh, will blow yourself out. And so I always step back 70%, 80%, 90% on 100 and then drop back again and start over again. And I, and I don't see that with a, a lot of people. I, 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 I either see them going 100% or zero. Right. No, I like that. And, uh, you know, I think, I think all life is made up of seasons, and we go through, we try those seasons out. And in diets, I think people need to understand, you know, a diet can serve a season, you know, but like you said, it's the consistency that's going to hold true. And if you're waiting around for things to happen, you're too late. And there's no, there's no technically off season, but you got to let the body rest and you got to let your body recover. And that means that you got to back down the training because everybody thinks it's about going in the gym and going on hundred percent. The gym is about doing the least amount of work possible, the least amount of work possible, I, I but still that. get better. That's the concept of the gym. I love that right there because I'm disgusting and I go in there <laughs> and I try to do the least amount humanly possible. And I was with Heath yesterday, and I thought I was doing. Well, you're downhill, sorry, right Heath. from there. Yeah, right there. You're just downhill. You know, we were in there, and he's like, "Today's just going to be a quick one," and I'm like, "Perfect," but I didn't know how quick it was really going to be. It was pretty quick, right? Yeah, it I was got five one. Minutes. I think I had one beat of sweat. <laughs> now I've been to Metroflex. I've been everywhere. I've trained all over. No offense, Heath. <laughs> oh, none, none, none taken. Um, great thing about Heath is, which I love, and I know I. Oh, no, it's I, easy. I, I bust his balls twenty four seven. But the great thing about Heath is that you're talking about an elite athlete that, um, beyond, I mean, pinnacle. Uh, of Top we, of the table, yeah, 1%. And you make it to pro football, great, but, you know, average is two to three years. He played 10 years. But the number one thing I think about Heath is that he consistently ate high, because he and I, as high school kids, were so similar um, mentality, uh, the way we ate. Uh, and he never went away from that. Now, I don't have that luxury because I'm on stage all the time, so I have to be dieting all the time. But what he's done is been able to keep his metabolism working at a high level. Right. Where most people, you and I know, they, they'll do the bodybuilding for years, and they destroy their metabolism by carb loading and going off carbs and back and forth, and so they're carb sensitive now. Um, and it's almost like you create a self-diabetic. And so, so their metabolism shut down. And so when they stop, and, and you and I have seen this, we're talking about young guys. I'm done from bodybuilding, 35 years old. And within a year, they are emaciated they and go to 10 shit. years old. Mm -hmm. 10 years older than they are. Um, so the one thing about Heath is, is that he's been able to keep that nutrition, in a sense, high calories, which is keeping him healthy. Mm. But he trains terrible. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We love you, Block Heath. Block him. Block him from but Facebook I wanna, and I want to get I want to get into something that's going to get the the IG folks pumped up, and I want to get into something that okay. that's been a passion project of yours and Heath's, and I think this is going to be um, kind of an interesting topic to talk about. You've so. been a crusader going after the fake weight people. Well, I, I don't think I, <laughs> we make jokes about it. We don't we don't crusade after it. There's a we crusade out left. there. There's okay. I wanna I wanna <laughs> but I wanna educate okay. people for All a right. second. All right. Without getting we're not gonna name names. There's not gonna be a naming of we're names. We're not gonna name nobody. Castleberry. We're not gonna name names. <sighs> but explain to people because I had explained to me, Branch explained it to me one, and Go. folks have explained it Go. to me. Fake weights are a thing, and they were a thing born out of photo shoots and video shoots, right? I mean, they were a thing. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and it was supposed to be kept in context. Like, if you had just won a contest, you might do a photo shoot backstage or something. And there were fake weights. Mm-hmm. It yes. was a thing. At what point did people get so selfish, Brad Castleberry, to start to implement using these ridiculous dumbbells, putting 800 pounds on a, on a bench? Because I had a 500-pound bench at one point, and I was proud of that. Okay. Super proud. I got video yeah. documentation of it in competition. It you know, at what point did it become a bullshit thing people started to pull, like, and think it's okay? Where was the tipping point? Was My it IG? Was it to make a cool video, Mike? What was it? I think the concept, and this has to go not just with fake weights, but personalities. Um, That's a good know, point. The guy that gets on there every morning goes, uh, and I'll be clear about who I am. And, and I'm also too old to, to fib it, and I've been in the magazines, and everybody's seen me since 87. Um, the, the concept of going get up and, and uh, putting on a facade uh, verbally, um, through the day going, hey, I'm this guy, uh, and I'm a positive guy, and I change people's lives, and the, he talks about it, and he maybe even get on stage, and they use profanity, and they yell it out there, this is what you need to do, you lazy butts, and this is what I'm doing, and you need to step up. That whole concept of creating this persona of uh, this thing, and, and fake weights is one of those persona kind of things, um, is social media, the reach of it, and, and the controversy behind it. People love that stuff. And if they're going to get followers and, and tagged and uh, fame, they'll do it. They'll do it. You know, it, it's, it's, it's been something that's kind of been a little bit of an uh, uh, albatross hanging over the fitness industry. You see these guys come out, and they make these videos, and it really does do a disservice to guys like you and to folks in the powerlifting community. I know the strength cartels made a huge you know, to do about it. And it's, uh, I got to stop you because, because I know they did. And I, I got to tell you for me, um, I was a believer, um, believe it or not, I was a believer in that kid and, uh, and other guys like that. And I, uh, was a supporter of them and just thought they were getting a bad rap and actually volunteered like, Hey, come train with us. Come do this with oh, us. Oh, shit. My <laughs> straight up, <laughs> brother. On. you can ask Heath. And, 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 uh, I straight up was a believer. And At I, what point were you like bullshit? Um, when he dusted me off and, and Heath called it, uh, when he big time me, he big time, he big time. Yeah, I go, uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a little combine, uh, him versus Heath. And then he'll do a lift off against me. Um, and said, let's, let's, let's blast this and let's rock and roll. And he goes, yeah, great, great, yeah. Call my manager. Talk to him. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, I was, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Um, and then we gave a date and never showed. So, um, But I just not even just talking about him. I just say anybody and everybody on social media, don't say oh, yeah, everybody. facade. Don't put this uh, persona that you're somebody that you're not. Because sooner or later, you're going to be at Expos. Sooner or later. Um, There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, and, and it's. I would even go further into Photoshop and um, what you look like and, and your, your tiny little waist and your huge shoulders and all that. Sooner or later, you're going to be at expos with people, and they're going to look at you and go, uh, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I take it personally because when you have guys out there that, that are, you know, like Brian Shaw, yourself, that are, you know, huge guys around the industry, you just can't fake it. I mean, there's just nowhere to hide. And, you know, the guys that were... 
doing the fake weight game, I wanted to bring it up and talk to you about it because I think, you know, it creates a false narrative. And I think that you should just be true to who you are. It, I, I love when I, my, you know, I love myself, this is going to sound dumb, when I can do 150-pound dumbbells and when I can do 85-pound dumbbells. I mean, it just it goes in, in waves. If you're dieting right and you're, you're clicking, yeah. and things are going to be clicking and you have those good days. And, you know, I, I get the place of them because I guess the story goes, wasn't there a really famous bodybuilder? He was doing a photo shoot and he tears quad or something. Or something. I think there was Fuchs. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's just so people understand this. Um, it, when you do a photo shoot and you are lean, there's a difference between being ripped and being dry. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no. And yeah. So, explain to each. Um, so when you're dry, that means the ligaments don't have a lot of fluid in it. And this is where a lot of guys, um, you especially, do I? Yeah, you're running low. Oh, running low. Um, especially uh, if you're doing extra stuff. Um, you're going to get very dry. And this is where people get injured and get owies and stuff like that. And so that's the one thing I would uh, – I ain't going to put that right there for you guys. I'm good. Um, we'll let the phone die. Hi, we're just doing a live feed at the same time. Yeah, we're live. Um, the one thing I would do is understand that these guys had to do that because you're at a photo shoot, um, and they're just putting on weights that they could do it in the off season. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's why they do it, just to protect the body. And I don't think most people know that there's a difference between being ripped and being dry. Mm. So dry is dangerous to lift heavy. And that's why you see most bodybuilders uh, lift very light close to, to the show. Yeah. You know, and it, it's I wanted to kind of take it full circle because a lot of people ask, you know, you know, why were fake weights even made? What was going on? You know, and I, I kind of, I asked the question, I asked Branch one time, and I got an explanation. I asked Jay one time, I got an explanation, and they were designed for photo shoots, and there were yep. people that received some injury and some things that had gone on because close Career-ending injuries. Yeah. No, no, I know. I heard a couple of crazy stories, you know, they told me about photo shoots, um, and there was a place for them. But now with the Instagram and everything else, there's been people that have, you know, become like almost... Uh, Having weights, fake weights in the house. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. We don't want to do that. No, don't just, do that. Yeah, just the whole point of the story, I hope, mm -hmm. is is uh, try not to be fake on social media because it's sooner or later, if your career takes off, which I hope your career takes off, if you've got that much passion for it, um, sooner or later you're going to be in front of people. And I think the one thing that I like about um, that is my... Um, is when people meet me in person, they go, oh, shit, you're bigger than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I thought you were a little model. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, you're definitely you know, one of the larger guys. I can vouch for that. I mean, there's no question. You know, people meet me, and they say, they say the same thing because I'm, you know, I'm about 240 pounds, so a lot of times 230 pounds, they'll be like, oh, you know, you're a lot bigger. You know, I didn't realize. You know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, you know, I just I'm standing next to bigger guys. I'm next to giants. So it's a lot of fun. But yeah, shows are a great equalizer. And that's why I love this medium of YouTube and of audio, because you have to you have to talk the talk. And, and a lot of times Instagram is just a photo and just a snapshot. Um, you know, and I want to ask you, what do you love and hate about social media? Well, good point. And I think it's similar to what you said, is that anybody has um a point of view on health and fitness, and, and they're a guru. So Google. it's given a, a, and here's the, there's two things. One thing that I believe in is um, for the old school guys, don't be bitter that you don't have a big following. Yeah. And, and the reason why I say that is you need to adapt with the times. 
Okay, that's first of all just to the old school guys that actually, and I know this is for a lot of them, um, because they have the titles or past titles, they feel they're entitled to having a big following relative to the kid that's in Minnesota that's 21 years old, that has abs, that has 2 million followers, because he has a good personality. Um, I would say that's that's times that we're in, so you got to adapt to that and, and don't be mad about mm. it. It's just what it is. and I, So I think one great thing is that anybody from anywhere in the world uh, can be a success. See, I, when I grew up, I needed the magazines. Um, and so I was lucky enough to get the covers of the magazines uh, in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. And so that got me um, famous, right. in a sense, and got me. And then I got TV shows. And that, again, is basically the old school social media. Um, but today you don't need that. You just need to sign up for an account. And if you got a great personality and you got some kind of niche um, that you can uh, market in a sense and people adapt to it or, or like it, they will be fond pulled to you. But here's the thing I dislike is that same person might come up with a nutrition thing and go, listen, I do uh, zero carbs and uh, 200 grams of fat and uh, 100 grams of protein. And this is why my body's this way. And then you and I can sit there and go, well, uh, your body's that way because you're 21 years old and you work out all the right. time. Your body's not like that in five years. So let's let's not put out that information that is so ballistically wrong. Um, so that's the only downfall yeah. that, that I see is, is the, the amount of, and, and I see it with everybody because I'll, I'll get questions and I'm like, holy sheesh, why would you do that? Carbohydrates is longevity. Uh, so why would you run away from that? Well, you know, because this... Or that the guru. Yeah, this guru said that. Why is he a guru? He's a legend. I love this now. He he's won a legend. He competed once. He's a legend. He, he's uh, got a million followers. He's a legend from what? Mm. It's a it's that whole that weird old school mentality. You only get in the Hall of Fame not just because you made it as a pro, but you were great for a long period of time. And that's thrown out nowadays. Do you like it better now, or did you like it better when you were writing and doing the magazines and all and and all that? I love my career now, more. Okay. Uh, it's uh, regardless of winning the universe or being on TV shows. And when I, Gladiators came back, and I was on there again, um, that was the number one TV show that year. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, and absolutely. I'm more known now because of social media. So. I, I love that aspect of it and what it's been able to do to me. Do you think the old school guys should should adapt now, or are they too late? No, I think they can all adapt. And I think some people that uh, uh, CT has proven that, CT Fletcher has mm -hmm. proven that. Uh, uh, it's crazy to think that, that Jay is kind of old school. Right. Um, because you got to go off of Instagram more than you do Facebook. Um, Instagram is the one thing that kind of changed social media. Facebook was great, but that was a connection. It wasn't a sales tool to where it is now. But Instagram is so ginormous. And everybody's gravitating now towards YouTube more. And I, and I like that. And towards the, the podcasting and the audio, like you're doing. You're doing a great podcast show. And I think that's a good thing because I, I have a theory. I think Facebook fucked up Facebook. I think they're going to fuck up Instagram. And they're already doing so. it because Jay's already even said it live on air. And, and he said, you know, you're, I just don't want to bet my business on how much someone's willing to swipe down. I just don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're betting your business on. And they screw with the algorithm and they screw with all that stuff. I'd rather bet on a search bar and start to push people to search for me or to, to shoot, you know. 
I think that's a continuous build because it's not, uh, I don't have um, collectively 4 million followers. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram has 4 million followers. Um, Michael Hearn's accounts may be borrowing those for the moment, but they're not really my followers. Mm. They shut my account down. I don't have those guys. So I think his is a great point, and that's why it's the continuous <clears throat> connection to your crew. Um, like I have the Titan crew. Mm-hmm which is a, a great support crew that actually do like my workouts mm-hmm. uh, or support the clothing or food. And that's a continuous of getting emails delivered to you. And, and that's, that's your bread and butter, that email list. Yeah, the email lists are huge. And, and you know, for all you guys out there that are building or trying to build social media, you've done it well and you've done everything so well for so long over a period of time, every platform, every medium, and you do such a good job weaving everything together, and I've watched a lot of your stuff and, and literally stole ideas. Are, are the you know? Allowed. Yeah, I'm totally ripping it, ideas off all the time. And looking at what you do, what advice do you give to the young guys out there? Because there's definitely a lot of dudes out there starting accounts. You know, whether it's fitness or whatever it is, modeling. Let's just call it modeling for what it is. Can you do it with a high-pitched voice, though, if you do it, call it modeling? And trying to do it that modeling. way. With my Boston accent, it's tough. You know, fuck, it's modeling. So you you got people starting accounts and trying to develop a persona. What advice do you give them getting started? Uh, the first thing is uh, be authentic to who you are. That's 100%. Um, it's all right because it, it was funny. Um you took ideas from me. I took ideas from other people um, on on promotion ideas uh, or great questions or um, great insight. But never try to be somebody else. Um, don't don't put up something again that's not really who you are. Uh, you're interesting enough or should be interesting enough. Because uh, I do see some people um, don't get a lot of following because they stay basic and stay neutral on what they think society wants. Like I thought, I thought my career was, you know, Mr. Universe, uh, powerlifting, martial arts, American gladiators. I thought that's what it was. It has nothing to do with that. Um, my career and social media, my social media account took off <coughs> when um, uh, I interacted and, and showed uh, my love for my dogs. I love the dog. So it, that's what it was. It wasn't how strong I am or anything like that. I. You get the you get obviously I get at uh, expos. Hey, dude, you're really strong. But they're not going to be loyal fans compared to the guy who goes, dude. I love the interaction with your dog. I, I saw what you did and how much you care and take actual time for him. And I did that. Those guys are loyal fans. Those guys are going to stay with me. And I'll be honest with you. And I know that this is this is an emotional one. I I was legitimately sad and emotional when we lost one and I was like, I saw that post and you know, and I'm being serious guys. I, we, you know, I'm being 100% serious. I'm trying not to look at you. Recently we lost a dog not too long ago and I was heartbroken. And that was because of social media and your relationship. And it was so genuine and you, you put the videos up and the dogs eating the pizza and I'm just I was fucking devastated. I felt like I lost one of my kids. 
that, I guess, is the connection. You know when everybody's trying to sell? Oh, I, that wasn't Every, a sell. No. It was legitimate. That's connecting. And, and so, that is one of the biggest If I could tell somebody one thing, stop selling and try to connect. And if there's something that you will connect on and p- your fans will connect with, that's loyalty. And they'll they'll listen to you and and you'll blossom and if all you're doing is selling and selling and selling and 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 i know towards the end that one particular dog couldn't travel and it was just so devastating to me i felt like i like i didn't say goodbye the proper way and i'm being so serious it's not even funny because you formed that connection with everybody and and everybody followed along and it's just, you know, it was so sad. And, and, you know, I think you're absolutely right. You have to be neutral. You have to be interesting. And I think The Rock set the formula, really. And you, you just follow the formula. And the formula is, you know, just love for everybody and, you know, let people do them. And Jay had a great line. He said, you just have to, you know, you don't pay attention to the BS and just, you know, some he goes, people call me with their problems, I hang the phone up. And I asked him in here, I said, is that real? Like, do you really, because you're a shitty friend if you do that. And he goes, nah, but it's just you have to, you know, and I told you a story in the car when I was coming out here. Jay's like, whatever you need, man, I got you. But I can't have people on the property anymore. You know, like, he's just, you know, that's Jay. And But he's serious. You know, you just have to block out a lot of the crap and you have to do your thing and do you. And if someone else enjoys whatever they're into, I don't care. They could be swingers for all I know. It's like, you know, you're like, hey, do you, man? As long as you're happy, I'm happy for you. I think that's that's a huge thing. Two things. One is uh, my journey with my dog and then passing. I think people understood it wasn't just me and a dog. It was that um, that dog was there... um, prior uh, when my mom and dad were both alive because mm. i i think the majority the society knew that um i was doing a cover of muscle and fitness they brought in two props two puppies and uh, at the end of the shoot they're like we're taking them back to the pound and i said nah the, i'm taking them home and they were with me from 1999 and then i just lost teddy oh. who was the second last year so i lost my mom during that time i lost my dad during that time Ups and downs, um, I didn't want you to peaks see and valleys, there. and and so people knew all that. So that was that was the biggest thing. I and didn't wa- I didn't want you to say teddy bear. Yeah, I didn't want to say teddy bear. But here's the thing: like you said, you know when you at an expo and somebody comes up and looks in your eye and says, um, and these are you you know this at expos you get these huge guys and I'm not even big and big monsters tattooed look like they want to rip your head off and. I had this one guy come up to me and he goes, I don't want a picture. I just want to tell you that I, uh, I was crying when Teddy passed. Um, oh, I was all fucked yeah. up. So it's, that's a true connection. Mona's <laughs> laughing, but I was all fucked up. <laughs> Mona's tough. But uh, I- if you can make a connection on Instagram, it changes Instagram for you as a person compared to you trying to go, I need 2 million followers. I need to sell. I need to do that. Yeah, we get killed in the firearms business because the, the algorithm and politics. Yeah. And I know, you know, recently the owner of Twitter came on and he's trying to fix it. He's trying to make it equal. He's trying to make it, you know, authentic. But the reality is certain things get suppressed and sequestered, you know, and that's that's a political thing. And that's a, a real thing. It's a real thing. I don't and know if that's a conspiracy before that. No, you that's know, a it's real a real thing. thing. It's, it's 100% a real thing. 
it, it, it happens and that's a part of life. And, you know, I think the way to beat the algorithm is to honestly be authentic, be, you know, be you, be 100 and let that shine through. And I, I can't think of any more defining moment of anybody I followed than your relationship with Teddy. Thank you. Seriously. Uh, I mean, I genuinely me. mean that. You know, that, sh that showed. And it made me want to go buy Domino's, too. <laughs> I understand. I understand. There was the Domino's and there was the IHOP pancakes. And Heath, if you're out there, I know you did, too, He's on the choir right now. And he was donuts, crying in the shower. Box. Crying in the shower. But there's so much, you know, and, and, and I, know, I know we'll be pressed for time with this podcast oh, okay. a little bit. But I do want to get into uh, another thing that's a, that's a big passion play for you, and that's, like we talked about the overseas stuff, but you are so gracious with your time and taking the time with folks, and I saw it today, and I want to talk about that for a second. Do you ever get sick of people? No, not, not at Be honest. No, I do. I don't. Not at Expos. Um, we were at the Olympia last week, and, and we had a uh, four-hour line, and if you're going to wait five minutes for me, ten minutes for me, freak an hour for me, four hours for me just to say hello and a pic, I, I'm there. I'm there for you. I'm, I'm with you, and I want to hear what you have to say. And I don't get sick. And I know that I was with somebody last week in Abu Dhabi, and they're like, I'm kind of getting burned out. Man, dude, I freaking love it. What's I, the secret? CBD oil, because I gotta smother myself. <laughs> I gotta, Rory. I gotta smother myself in CBD oil just to make it through the day. Uh, I I get I get mentally ready for it, and 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 I know that it is not about me at that point, but it's about the stories. And and what I love is this: I don't wake up in the morning. I'm not ever gonna be this guy that gets up and goes, "I want to motivate the world." That's what right. I'm here for. I'm that's uh, the me. guru's guru. I'm the great guy, and I want to motivate the world and teach you about love and paradise. And it's not me. I get up. Uh, I'm selfish in this way that I love to work out, and I love to stay on a plan and nutrition. And I love to get to the gym at 4 o'clock where I don't let the music come on at Gold's Gym until 6.30 when I'm done. Um, and I love to train. And I love the banter. And I love the, 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 that. The BSing. The BSing and, and the sparring with your training partners and trying to out-rep. I love that. And that's what I get up for. And that's why I do this. And if I stay consistent with that, here's the great thing that it does. I'm authentic to what I love and the passion I have for health and fitness, which translates to all my businesses. Um, now that alone motivates people. Are you ever listening to a story from someone and you just find yourself mindlessly nodding, zoning no. out? No, not really. I, um, I do. Has the story ever out. been so crazy that you had to just mindlessly nod? I'm, I'm surprised on how people train. I will say that. It's just <laughs> mind-blowing. Like, who told you this and why would you believe that? I do do this. There is a difference between somebody listening and somebody that just wants to be heard. Okay. I know so, what you're So when I'm talking to somebody, I'm always going to be eye contact, and I'm sitting there, and, and when they tell me, like, I'm training each body part three times a week, <laughs> how the freak are you doing that? Do you not work? Does your girl support you? What the heck is You know, I, 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 I eat 1,000 calories, train three times a week, um, and sleep two hours a day. I'm like, 
Okay, well, all right. And then I try to explain, well, maybe you should back down a little bit. Two times a week is probably even more than enough. And as soon as they start, like, looking around. Right. Yeah, but, you know, um, I, uh, it's like, all right, I'm done. I want to, I want to, I definitely want to ask you about golds because you've been in there so many years. Through the years, you know, I want to get into some of the crazies that go in there, but I want to talk about, like, do you miss some of the old faces in there? Because it used to be popping in there. Dude, there was nothing better than golds in the early and mid-90s. Nothing. Who were some of the cool faces through there that may, people may not know? Because I, I could tell you cool stories, but, you know. I, you're... I've forgotten more legends, um, and, and it's funny because I've been there since so long ago. Uh, I was there. Uh, Lee was still, uh, uh, um, Lou Frigna was still a monster. Back right. When he and I trained together. Uh, my first training partner was Tom Plaz. Lose at every freaking shot show every year, too. Yeah, he loves that. It's like stuff. a sheriff. He now. loves that, right? Honorary sheriff. Yeah. Um, but there was just uh, some no name champions that were fun and, and characters at Gold's Gym Venice. But man, there was nothing better. And, and me coming in as a 19 and 20 year old kid and coming from a powerlifting, a majority of a powerlifting background and, and training at Gold's with those guys. And jumping right in the mix with, you know, Tom Blaz being my training mm. partner or um, uh, training with Lee or all these guys. Uh, Flex, Chris Cormier, all those guys back then. Um, what movie stars? Uh, was Michael J. Fox okay. uh, was, uh, was a great one. Just a kind, kind person. Al Bundy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Al Bundy was there. He's, he's a black belt in yeah, jiu-jitsu. You know that, right? You see, I think because you're behind the curtain and you know a lot of these yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be surprised on how many actors can roll. Oh yeah, and, oh, or, I know. Or, or can chop. It's like uh, I know that people think that like, um, what's Iron Man's name? Oh, uh, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. He works with uh, some kung fu and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can Google pull up like the celebrity black belts. You'd be very freaking yeah. surprised who has legit black belts. Yeah, just that extreme martial arts and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's cool, and and I love that stuff. Um. Yeah. So. So Michael J. Cool who? Who? Who there's else? There's so many. There's so many. I forgot because I was at an era too where I was traveling from uh, L.A. to Cal- uh, New York because right. I took over for uh, Fabio on the romance mm-hmm, covers. Mm-hmm. So I was traveling over there, and I've met a lot of stars over there. And and not everybody's great. Is there good bread in the covers? In the romance covers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that and TV, man, it's great money. Great money. It's great money. I gotta, could I do a romance cover? I think you could. Could I Heath? Think, I think it would be you and Heath, though. Yeah. Yeah, on a horse, a little pony, maybe. Uh, a donkey. Heath, a burrow. Heath and back. Yeah. You hear that, Rory? That's next. Make it happen. I need that picture right up on the wall. Yeah. We can call me <laughs> El Burro. But the 90s were the best. 90s yeah. were the best. The 90s. So... In the, you know, I'm a, I'm a big '80s guy, okay. but 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 the '90s were the best. I look back and I see the old golds. You know, do you, do you hate it now? Now uh, I understand different. why people don't like it right now. Um, I may be treated a little different than most because uh, I'm like the liaison for the uh, mm, the brand. Yeah, you're you're the, a bias. You like the '90s. You still yeah. admit you like the '90s. The '90s were oh, hot yeah. shit. Um, but they treat me well, and then I'm also there at a time from four to six thirty, that 
uh, I don't see a lot of the uh, craziness. Now, I envision, a, you know, because I know you love the movies. You're a movie love. nut. And you, you, you've you acted quite a bit. But I, Get I envi- ready. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Plug. Plug. It. Plug. plug uh, coming out Halloween, the Manson Brothers. Um, so what are we? Not even a month away from this. Um, you will see me in the most psycho well, I don't start out as a psycho, but uh, you'll you'll love this character, um, Radiant Bobby. I play okay, Radiant Bobby, um, and then we go off and film again here in November. But go back to the movies. Go, no, I want to want to talk about the movies because you've had a couple of, of really close calls too. Yeah, behind the scenes stuff. That people behind don't the know. I love the behind the scenes stuff. So, what are some of the close calls uh, that you can talk about? Uh, I can talk about most of them. Uh, uh, Brandon Roth got Superman prior to uh and he sucked so i got down to the top five guys for that uh and and the statement to me was you're a great superman you're the best superman but we're gonna go with a guy that does a great clark kent and i'm like you motherfuckers yeah but i was also thinking like (laughs) but it is superman and then the movie came out and it bombed and i'm like yeah it sucked "Eh, all right um scorpion king came down to the top two um we are right now uh, in the hunt for uh, Hercules, the TV series um, that will be on uh, Netflix. Is TV still good, Brad, too? Uh, it's, see, I think they would be misconfused if you say good. It's silly. Mm. It's what they call Hollywood money. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to design a role, like what, yes. what's your dream role? This Hercules. The, this the Hercules that's coming out now because it's... Uh, uh, Is it dark? Yeah, he's pretty. Yeah, I like it. I like he's it. He's got a like switch. It. He's got a switch. I like the gritty ones. Because I, I it, okay, this is going to sound bad, but it's going to sound good. Go. I'm a huge Baywatch fan, and I want to reboot of All right, Baywatch. I'm out of here. No, we gotta go. no. We're I want to talk about it. And you can tell All me right. to go fuck myself, All but right. I, I want to talk about it. Go. I want to, I'm serious. Rory, don't you want to see a reboot of Baywatch? This explains so much. Secretly, I've seen every episode of Baywatch. That's what I'm saying. Both of you. Mona, come on. Don't you want to see a reboot? I want to see a reboot. I want it bad, okay? Just a boot. Why? Okay, because it was mindless fun. It was mindless fun. And and I think that's what The Rock tried to convey in the reboot in the movie. And, and, and it bombed. Okay, it bombed. The Rock has one good one, and he has one bomb. That's his. That's his mo. <laughs> you know, he's the king of Hollywood, but he but has a bomb. Okay. I want to see a reboot, and I think you'd make a fucking savage, Mitch. Uh, I think you'd yeah, crush yeah. it. I think you'd fucking <laughs> bury Hasselhoff, and you'd be savage at it. And I think you'd kill it, man. Uh, and that ran for fucking twenty years, Mike. It did. It it, it ran forever. It ran forever. And that That's decrepit bastard who drove the stupid <laughs> kick car. I love you. Uh, I love Hasselhoff. Uh, I don't hassle off. But you know, I think you'd fucking murder it in that. And I'm not even being uh, funny. Thank you. Thank you. You would murder I want, it. I want. I want Hercules though. Oh, Hercules yeah, is yeah, badass I, I take too. Hercules, man. But I mean, I I think you'd. I crush get the concept it. for Baywatch. Mm-hmm. Anytime you can have uh, hot girls running. I mean, slow what do you motion. want me to put you on? Two two seven. But I think you'd, murder, you know what I mean. What do you want to be on? Good times. Yeah. I think wow. you'd, you. You went old school, yeah. baby. I'm loving this. But you'd kill it in that, and I think it's uh, everybody wants a reboot. That thing was aired everywhere. Think about Crushed it. it. Crushed it. Say what you want. It was mindless fun. There was one they wrestled a freaking you know alligator. Was, uh, you know, it was canceled, right? Yeah. No, no. But I mean, like when it first was made, it was canceled yeah. here. Yeah. It was kicked out. It was kicked out. He took it to Germany. It 
killed in Germany and they brought it back they brought and it made back. it happen. It's crazy. Those, those Hollywood stories or struggles, I think uh, um, anytime you sit down with these guys that, that, that really made it and had to struggle through something and make something, uh, I think that's a cool thing. And that's my selfish want. For you, okay. That's my selfish Michael Hearn want, but little red shorts. Yeah, little but red you, shorts, little red life preserver. Seriously, and he had spinoffs. He was doing Baywatch nights. He was doing everything. He was killing it. Down what do you? What was he making for that? Do you know? You ever? You, could oh, you guess? I imagine that was ugly. Murdering. He, he was. Yeah, because it wasn't just the actor. He was the producer. Yeah. So it was his creation. So it was absolutely disgusting what he probably just raked. He yeah. just was raking. So he can get drunk and eat hamburgers anytime oh, he wants. He, and nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cared awesome. about that. It's you know, awesome. What uh, outside of the Hercules role, what else would you selfishly have your eye on out there that like you think you'd love to see? Because reboots are the thing right yeah, now. Yeah, I would love to do Highlander. Just oh fuck yeah. Basically, Ooh, me. you hit it. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, Highlander. that would give me chills. Yeah. I think you'd crush it at that too. That's a good call. Yeah, that's what I'd love. And um, for, yeah, that's a good call. That or a psycho lethal weapon, like a lethal weapon yeah. reboot. Just crazy. There's so many, man. Yeah, I love those '80s this, and '90s. I could do this all day because that that would be that would be. Oh man, Highlander. Highlander would be. Now um, you know but, what's coming out from the '80s. What do you got, Rory? Top Gun, the new Top Gun. Oh, yeah. I'm excited because you, you said something. Yeah. First off, uh, there's nobody. Uh, I can't think of anybody. Maybe you can tell me somebody that hasn't. Um, I look at my career, and it wasn't the shows that I want or anything else I want. Like I said, it was the fact that, and I love this, is that I was in front of the crowd, or society, or 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 the greatest. Um, from 1987 till still today. And during that time, I was strong every single day. It wasn't like one of these guys that goes in and he's strong for some reason for three mm-hmm. months and then he's not strong or this or that. But I've been in shape and strong for that whole time. Um, so that's, that's over three decades. And what I love is Tom Cruise as what he's done physically mm. with himself, not just in movies and this and that the other thing, you look at him and you go, he's still crushing it, and he's still the lead actor, and he's been acting since I think it's '83. And we're in too. 2019. Keanu too has crushed it for a long time. Yeah, the yeah, but Tom has been at the peak. Yeah, that's true. Tom has that's never true, yeah. not yeah. been at the peak of the industry. Um, where Keanu went down and came up, went down and came up, and I love Keanu. Don't don't. I mean, John Wick, you know, he killed I mean, my yeah, dog. Yeah, he trained with t- Taron, he shot, and he, he trained. And he, and he really... And he does jujitsu. he's And a he really trains. With John um, Jock, I believe. And I like his, uh, uh, I guess you would say his soul and how he believes life should be lived. I love that. He's funny. He's, he's, he's really an introvert. Like, I know guys he's shot with and trained with for shooting for that role. He really is very, like standoffish like that trained at Golds. he yeah. trained at Golds for years and he's just a very quiet he's exactly like you would think he is he's very kind um very humble um good person like when the shooting video went viral of him i know the guy oh. he trained with taron was like you know you okay with that you know Keanu? and he's like yeah man that's that's fine whatever <laughs> It's just kind of like very chill like and like that thing had like 25 million views like it was you know he's like yeah whatever man 
It, you know, and it could have changed the whole game for him because shooting so taboo in Hollywood. Why yeah. do you think that but, is, but Mike? I'll go back to Tom real no, quick. No, yeah, is that that Tom doesn't look much different than he did in 1983? That's definitely true. It's the right. gro- it's the growth, Mike. Right? Oh, yeah, exactly. That's it's it. a, exactly that. Um, and and that's impressive, not just because it's a visual thing, but to be a leading man in Hollywood is tough. Yeah. But to do it from the early 80s, and he's going to do it into 220? So it's it's an incredible thing, and that's, I, that's, that's longevity. longevity that's, yeah. I can't think of anybody. But I hated him in Jack Reacher. That was a bad oh. role. That was horrible for him. Jack Reacher should have been you. <laughs> Just my I'll take, I'll take, in the comic book, yeah. he's supposed to be like six four, two fifty. Killed my dreams. Uh, You're fired, Tom. But Tom's out. Tom's but out. But I'm ready for Top Gun, though. I think it'll be badass. I think it'll be okay. I'm gonna rent out a theater and just invite a bunch of friends. Hey, do you guys like Creed? The new Creed. I like the Creed series. I think it's good. I don't. I was gonna ask you. I don't like the Rambo comeback. Like this. This last Rambo. I mean, it's a little too much, Mike. It's. What do you think? I think I'm it's, okay, man. I'm okay with Stallone still doing it. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, it was tough to watch because uh, Clint Eastwood's a. Hu- I'm a huge fan. It was tough to watch him in that last movie because I don't know if he was playing that old um, or if he really is. Nah, that I just think old. he was at the end of the line. Yeah, so you that know, was, that was that's the reality of it. I think he was just there. I I don't like the new Rambo. I'll tell you why. Go. I think they should have brought him back as like a drill sergeant type, like like where he had to train a group. To go in, I think this whole like but Rambo was always by himself. I know he's a warrior of one. Just, just got me. Yeah, I don't know. I can't take it. Like I can't take him. You know, say the Geritol. It's just too much. It's too much. He's like I'm coming for you, Murdoch. Yeah. Murdoch, coming to get you. But you know, there's a huge taboo on that that whole scene in Hollywood right now because you get you know about the, guns and yeah, stuff. There's a big. Taboo I wish I knew it. more. I don't. I know. Um, I, I kind of keep myself removed from a lot of uh, the political. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a huge political guy. Um, I know if you put up something of, uh, and this is interesting. I was o- overseas and I asked the the military. I said, well, "Hey, what do you guys think of Trump?" And the first thing they said was, "Well, we can't talk about it." I'm like, "Why is that?" Um, He's the commander in chief, right? And I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." And uh, I don't know if you put something up about him, you know, you get. You get hate, you get love, you get back and forth. I know I loved you. I hate your guts. And it's like, it's a tough one. That's, I stay out of politics because of the fact that it's, uh, we got somebody in office, and at this point, shouldn't we support him and try to help him get everything right? And it's just majority society, well, not majority of society, but a portion of society says, no, just get him out. Or we're wasting all this time trying to get him out instead of just trying to help him. I'm not. I'm not super political either, Mike. And, and because of my relationship, did you talk people, to Heath about this? Because that boy will tear your head off. Yeah, he gets into it. I'm not super political. Um, people think I am because of my relationships. I've never talked to any of the the Trump family members about politics, really. You know, I, I've yeah. In the past, I've told Junior like, if you run, I need to know. You know, let me know. Um, you know, I'd like to, to to know about that stuff. But um, I'm not super political. I think this. I think Trump is who he thought he was. He's a New York City real estate guy. He's a taxi cab driver. I mean, you elected who you wanted, so deal with it. You know, I mean, like you said, just kind of he is who we thought he was. You know, and I think that society, we elected an entertainer. He's actually one of you, you know, he's closer to you. He's an entertainer, and you do a great job of it, and he does a great job of it. He's entertaining, he's gracious. 
I think he is great with people in reality, but he is who we thought he was. And, you know, um, people shouldn't be surprised by that. He's a, he's a maverick. He's a rabble rouser. He's going to work the room when he's in the room. That's what he does. And I, I love him for that. I think he's great at it. I mean, yeah, it's not going to play well in the, the, the certain segments of the United States. They're going to kind of look at him like, what the fuck are you doing? But he is what we thought he was, so don't be surprised. I mean, I'll only say this. This is the only political thing I said. Thank God it wasn't her. I mean, she'd kill her own. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing. I mean, she, you know, he, he ran against the worst candidate, and that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So anyways, politics. Mm. Next time you got Heath on here. Get him, to get him yeah. going, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I got a good political question. Shoot, go Who's better, Pamela Anderson or Yasmin Bleach, John? Oh, Pamela. Ooh. Ooh, Pamela. I was with Pamela. Um, flew with her for Napti. Uh, sweetheart. Who? Sweetheart. I want to ask you that. Who? Wasn't with her. With her. I, I, I let me be clear on that. I wasn't. With, <laughs> I mean, I was like, we were on the same private jet and stuff like that. I want to ask you this: Who have you met through the years that that maybe around the industry, whether it's fitness or movies, who have you met that you're like, what a fucking douchebag? Um, Chevy Chase. Good call. I've heard that. I've heard dude, that too, dude. I'm. Listen to this. I get flown out to New York, um, and it's my first. Uh, I just signed the deal for uh, uh, the romance books. Mm. And, you know, this is uh, probably 91, 92, and I get flown out to New York, first class, and I'm calling mom and dad, and it's like, ah, this is great, limo picks you up. And mostly back then, they really they really play that whole thing up. So it was a great contract, great money. Uh, I go over, and uh, Entertainment Tonight's there. They do an interview with me. I do another interview after that, um, and they go, well, I'm staying at the plaza. Mm. The plaza, during the time that it was still just uh, a hotel, and they're like, all right, uh, so after that, go down, make sure you get seen, go to the Oyster Bar, which was downstairs. Um, it's a great place. Order dinner. You know, put everything on the room. You know, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just, I am at a high. Yeah. This is awesome. I got a couple First covers class. of magazines out, the Muscle and Fitness. And so I go downstairs, and I'm standing in line, and Chevy Chase walks by me. Big boy. Big boy. I'm 6'3". He's about 6'4". Yeah, I was going to say. I know he's tall. Um but I'm still a monster. I'm still 270. Uh, and he walks by. And I do as a, a fangirl, I guess you would say. And it comes out instead of just in my mind. I go, Chevy Chase. And, and that's exactly what I did. I just go, Chevy Chase. No shit. What a dink. Oh, my, and he looked right at me and goes, no shit. And I just kind of like, my heart breaks. I'm like, wow, I just said your name. <laughs> so... Yeah, that was a crush. Uh, some of the coolest people, though, um, uh, Stallone was freaking cool. Arnold's as cool as you think he is. Um, and w- one great thing about we're Arnold, trying to get Frank Stallone in. We're trying to get Frank. Oh, got to get Frank. Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, Dave has a relationship with him. I know Dave's lurking around out there. He's got because he's teaching him archery. right now. Yeah, if you can, we're trying to get Frank in. We text him. Uh, where's Dave? Dave text him. I know we're trying to get him in. Um, he's a big archer. Do, do, a, do a story and tag yeah. Frank, Frankie yeah. to tag get him in here. Frank. Frank's great. Yeah, I mean, he loves archery. We'd like to get him in. He's, he's tight with Dave. Used that. to teach him archery. Yeah, that's out there. Yeah, he's out there. So Frank, Frank, if you're listening, Frank Stallone. Yeah, because he would be full of stories. He's great too. Wouldn't he kill it in Vegas? I think he would because he, he does. needs a it's show. Like Frank, he, he, he's 
sings mm-hmm. so well. He's I mean, a crooner. You close your eyes, you think it's Frank Sinatra. Yeah, he's a crooner. He would murder it out here. I don't know uh, what it is. You should book him out here. You should. He traveled. You, you, say, Frank, I'll Kid. take 20%. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. I'll he manage. works a lot. He travels a lot. So He'd murder it him, out here. Uh, he and I text, and then me and Bruce Buffer text a lot. Um, because uh, we're almost on the roads every week, right? So, but they they travel. Yeah, I I went to the UFC. Uh, the PI is right next door to us, so we go to the PI a couple times. I, I um I met one of the announcers now, but Bruce Buffer was was at a thing. I I just missed him. Have you had Bruce on? No, I Bruce like is great. If he's yeah. ever in town, he's well. And anybody, I'll, I'll, I'll to tell Bruce. On. And he's yeah. always in town. Dave, we were yeah. talking Frank Stallone. I was saying how he used to teach him archery, and we, we were going to tag him in a post. We want to get Frank on because he'd have Frankie. great stories from the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah, he'd be great. Yeah, he'd be awesome. And he's a huge. I uh, never talked to him about boxing. He'll get into in it the, during your yeah. workout. Never talk to him because then you, your workout's done. Yeah, he'll go for hours. No, I know. I know you're pressed for time. We've gone an hour. I wanna. I wanna. I, I wanna cut it a little short. Yeah, I wanna cut it because uh, Mona's giving me the stink eye. But we're gonna. <laughs> she's kidding. Uh, we're gonna cut it short. Uh, I let love me, that. Let me let me say a couple things. Just yeah, no, no, go ahead. I, I was gonna give the last word, and then we'll pull up your your accounts wherever we can find you. Uh, well, you can find me on anything Mike O'Hearn, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace. Um, LinkedIn. Did you see what I did there? Showed your age. Did you see? You saw I went backwards. Um, so, yeah, um, Mike O'Hearn, and you can do that. And I got workout plans and nutrition apps so you guys can get started. Stop complaining. We got to get those. You know we got a copy do. of the vertical diet. I need a copy of your diet. Uh, so my girlfriend, Stan. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a uh, couple things people ask me is, is what is the key? Uh, the key is keeping the body on consistently burning and changing the nutrition plan every couple of weeks and keeping carbohydrates in there. I wanted to tell them that. It's one of the biggest things. People think carbs are bad. Um, and it's the one thing that's been able to keep me healthy through my whole career. And the second thing is heavier light. Silly little thing, right? Heavier mm-hmm, light. Mm-hmm. Go as heavy as you possibly can for the rep range you're doing. You're doing one rep or you're doing 100 reps. Use a good amount of weight for either. That's just a little bit for you guys that are out there that are diehards, uh, that are trying to figure this out. Um, some basic information for you. Uh, when you go away from the basics, you start to lose it. What's the website? Mine? Yeah. Anything Mike O'Hearn. MikeOhearn.com. Yeah. All right, everybody. You heard that. Go visit the websites. Mike, I thank you. And, and I can't thank you enough. I've been chasing you for a while, and I can't thank Mona enough, you guys making the time, and you're always welcome here. You're always welcome to come on. Next time, VIP. Yeah, I need v- to get some shooting in this next Everything. time. Everything. We're going to do the shooting. We'll do the VIP stuff. I know we're going to take some fun photos, but uh, I appreciate having you, man. Thank you so 100%. much. So much. You're so gracious, and I appreciate the time. And um, thank you for the connection with... Uh, um, Let's get Bruce or, or, Buffer, yeah, Frank, Frank Stallone. And then for everybody, please go uh, follow Heath Evans. He has no friends. Thank you. That's awful. All right, we're out, Rory. Cut us.